Welcome to the Blockchain Hustle, where I take a look at some interesting plays of how blockchain technology is opening up new business vistas across multiple industries. Hi everyone, this is Meenu Serene and welcome to another episode of the podcast Blockchain Hustle. Today's episode is on the token value and velocity problem. I started this tokenomic series to share my learnings on how does a token get its economic value, that is the price of the token. And in my first episode under the series, I cited two key reasons behind, behind this token value. And these two reasons are liquidity and the token velocity. Now I've covered liquidity quite an extent across a few episodes in the series. And as far as the token velocity is concerned, I had also shared on this uh, token velocity and the velocity problem in one of my earlier episodes. But I'd like to revert back to the velocity problem as I want to share a few more details, including some of the ways by which we can address this velocity problem. So today's episode and a few subsequent ones are going to focus on the velocity problem. So let's get this rolling. Now, when we talk about velocity, let's first start about start with a token. Now, what is a token? A token is a unit of account on a blockchain. It's the basic unit of a digital asset on the blockchain. Ether, Bitcoin, Dogecoin, etc. They're all tokens. Now, we can classify the tokens broadly into two categories. The first one is called the proprietary token or your native token. And the second is called your on-chain token. Now, what is a native token or a proprietary token? These are the tokens which are native to or they are intrinsic to their own blockchain. Bitcoin and Ether are examples of this native, native token. And these tokens, they form a part of the blockchain crypto economic incentive mechanism. That is, they help to keep that blockchain network, that infrastructure running. The second one is your on-chain tokens. Sometimes people simply refer to them as tokens. These are your second layer or the application layer tokens. And they are built on top of the existing blockchains and therefore the term on-chain token. For example, one ERC20 token is an on-chain token which is built on the Ethereum blockchain. And in fact, anybody can make their own custom tokens uh, using this ERC20 token standard. For example, if I want to make my own token, let's say I call it as a Minu Minu token, then I can just make an ERC20 token and label it as Minu token and I can build it up on the Ethereum blockchain. So these are your on-chain tokens. Now further, these coins or these tokens can act as your payment tokens, utility tokens or your asset tokens. And our focus here in this episode and the subsequent ones when I am talking about the token value, the focus here is on the utility tokens. And 
all these tokens, they don't work in isolation. They have a project behind them. The project which has got uh, a lot of APIs, the network infrastructure, a lot of other components. And all these components which are there in this project ecosystem, they all gear towards providing, your, uh, providing the intended utility for which the token is minted, the token uh, is created. So basically, all these tokens have got a project behind them. Now, when we talk about a project tokens economic model, we are talking about how much of the value which is created by the project is captured by the token. Okay, so when I talk about a project uh, value, it is the transactions which happen on the project, on the infrastructure, whatever revenues which come on the project. And uh, so the thing is that when we talk about a project token economic model, we are talking about the part of the value which is from this, from this project value, how much of it is captured by the token. Now, the value of any token is made up of an intrinsic part and it also has a speculative part. When we talk about the utility tokens, a major part of the utility token is this intrinsic value. And a token which does not have a utility, basically it would have a speculative price trend. Now, when we talk about a token's intrinsic value, that comprises of two sections. One is the value which is created by the underlying asset. When I say the underlying asset, it means the underlying product or the service that the token is going to provide. And the second one is the value, the percentage of what is captured by the token. So the first one is the value which is created by that utility, by the project. And the second one is how much of that project value is captured by your token. Now, several utility tokens, they act as proprietary tokens. And uh, like they can start as utility tokens, but in the interim period, they act as the payment tokens. So when they're acting as a proprietary payment tokens, in that case, the exchange equation applies to the payment token value. And what is that exchange equation? The equation of exchange, which comes from macroeconomics, is MV is equal to PT, or we can say that MC is equal to TH. Now, what are these variables? Let me just take you through them. So M is the total money supply. So when we are talking about macroeconomics in the traditional fiat currency, your M is the total money which is in circulation. And when I take this in the context of the crypto world, the tokens, it, apply, it means that it implies that M is the total number of tokens in circulation. V is the velocity of money which is the speed at which the number of times at which that money or the token exchanges hands. And then you have P, which is the price level, the price level of the service or the product that is coming. 
and uh, P is in fact the inverse of the cost of that currency or the cost of that token. T is your transaction volume. It is the economic value, the aggregate economic value of the total amount of goods or services which are transacted. It's the economic value. The C is, as I mentioned, it's a token cost. It's the inverse of P. And lastly, we have H. H is your hold time. Hold time is the amount of time that you need to hold the token before you can use it for any transaction. And hold time is the inverse of V, the velocity. So this is your equation of exchange. You can call it as MV is equal to PT or you could call it as MC is equal to TH. So if you look at the left hand side of this equation, which is M into C, MC is basically the market cap. Now let's see further on to the uh, token price. Now the token price is given by C is equal to TH by M. Now if you look into this equation, you can see that to have a higher value of C, we need T to be high, H to be high and M to be low, which means the transaction volumes have to be large, the hold time has to be large and M, the total money supply or the total tokens in circulation that has to be low. M is governed by your supply and demand and that is why we have a restricted amount of tokens coming out into circulation and there is always this uh, supply-demand situation. So you create a scarcity to get your C higher. Now, when you look at hold, okay, when a token is just a medium of exchange for a certain service or for a certain product, when it is just a medium of exchange, then there is no incentive for me to hold the token. And there could be a very high transaction volume and a very high velocity on that platform. But my C will not change. That is token price is not going to change. So when people are not holding the token, there is no incentive for them to hold the token. There is no compelling reason for them to hold the token. Then it doesn't actually capture your protocol value. So your platforms, they can be processing a large amount of uh, volumes maybe millions or billions of dollars. But that project value, the uh, platform value does not get captured by your token. So your token price does not get affected. It will not appreciate. So this thing about uh, the token price depending upon, uh, let's say the velocity or the hold time, the hold time has to be high and the velocity has to be low. This particular problem, which is related to your token price, is called your velocity problem. So if we need to increase our token price, we need to address this velocity problem. We need to reduce the velocity and increase the whole time of a token. And there are a number of methods by which we address this velocity problem. And I would like to address some of those issues across the next few episodes in this series. 
So this is where I wanted to introduce you to the token value and to the velocity problem. And uh, I do hope that you have got a fair bit of uh, understanding now about this velocity problem. And I look forward to having you in my next episode where I would share a few means, a few modes by which we can address this velocity problem. So do stay safe and see you on my next episode. Thank you. You've been listening to the Blockchain Hustle. Did you enjoy this podcast? If so, please do leave a short review, like it, share it, download it, subscribe to it. What should I talk about next? Please do let me know your suggestions by writing to me at minu at vlsiconsultancy.com or through any of the other contact channels as shared in the episode notes. Thanks.